Welcome to Closer to Venus, I'm Johnny Burke, and today's guest is Wajid Hassan. He's an actor, healer, and author of The Struggle for World Sanity. Today we will be talking about ancient civilizations, the true history of mankind, as well as what the future holds. Wajid, welcome to the show. Hey, good to see you again, Johnny. Appreciate it. I should say welcome back to the show. The last episode was very good, very well received, and I've got a lot of interesting emails from our listeners asking questions about Dr. King, which we're going to touch upon that today. Now, we talk about the true history of mankind. The conventional wisdom and history books describe the earliest civilizations were about five to 7,000 years ago. We've also heard stories of Atlantis, but that may be just a myth, or is it? Well, the real true history of mankind has not been revealed, uh, except my yogi master, Dr. George King, went into deep meditation, projected from his body, and had the chance to read what's called the Akashic Records of Earth, similar to if a psychic looks at your aura, they can see your past and your present and maybe your future as well. It's the same concept that the Mother Earth is a living being, has an aura, and those in advanced states can achieve these advanced states of projection. Dr. King wasn't unique. There's many yogi adepts in India and Tibet and other places that have done the same as well, but he revealed the true history of mankind in his book, The Nine Freedoms. And uh, it's actually fascinating, but at the same time, it's very shocking. And it goes back 18 million years. What my yogi master said was whenever he stood up on a platform, he had a, a technical oath before his creator, his higher power, that he would speak the truth. Sometimes truth is stranger than fiction. The history of mankind is vague. Like you said, it, they're going back 5,000. But they haven't really seen it in the way that, that the yogi masters see it in four-dimensional, uncolored, totally open history. So he mentioned that we're actually not from this earth. We were actually resident on a planet uh, orbited between Jupiter and Mars, known as Maldek. In the Nine Freedoms, he mentioned that we were actually a very advanced race. You mentioned the Akashic Records. Can you give us a brief synopsis of what the records are and, and how it works? A yogi master can look at your aura and see the imprints of all your previous lives. And it's the same thing with the Mother Earth. She has an aura, and those who are advanced in the occult sciences, in metaphysics, I guess you could call it like a supercomputer that holds every aspect of the history of the planet. Any extraterrestrial that goes to any planet can read the aura of that planet and know everything about that planet. So these are things that I believe are beyond science fiction. I believe they are beyond the grasp of the materialistic scientists who have yet to discover other realms, other higher dimensions. They say what the yogi talks about today, the scientist reveals 500 years later. So I would listen to the more advanced yogi masters than I would to any scientist who just sticks to the physical realm. And the physical realm is just a small aspect of creation. I had that kind of discussion with someone just a few days ago. We talked about science and discoveries and so on. And I thought, I think the intuitives are going to be well ahead of the scientists in terms of discovering the metaphysical world. And I think it's interesting that you mentioned the history goes back millions of years. I had a woman on the show a few days ago. She talks about remembering past lives in Atlantis and in other ancient civilizations 
I'll always ask, so how long ago do you think that was? And she said, well, this might stretch your imagination, but it could be 20 million years ago. We're talking about Atlantis, Lemuria, Mu, and all those other worlds. Do you think those civilizations could have been actually that old? Dr. King mentioned Atlantis was about 100,000 years ago. He didn't talk too much about the civilization of Lemuria, but it probably was far more distant than that. The shocking aspect of our history is that Maldek was destroyed by an atomic explosion, as was Lemuria and Atlantis were destroyed by atomic warfare. So this is the fourth time that mankind has again opened up Pandora's box of atomic warfare. And based on just even recent things, he could go into another nuclear holocaust. So it's important for us to be aware of these things and not let history repeat itself. Very true. As you mentioned before, the scientists are years behind the yogi adepts and the other seers. Tell us about your time studying with Dr. King, what he learned from these ancient civilizations. I believe that he wasn't part of the terrestrial civilization. I believe he was from a different world in a different dimension, and he came here to teach. But he came with a warning to mankind to not again regress and like he mentioned in the Nine Freedoms that Maldek was destroyed by an atomic explosion and we are remnants of that race. It was an advanced civilization. He said that technology-wise, he said that robots controlled all aspects of civilization so the people could control the weather. They had an abundance of food and they kind of lived in utopia. The Bible mentions Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden it's a bit of a fairy story, but it has a very strong moral parable to the fact that we were in the Garden of Eden and regressed out of the Garden of Eden after the destruction of Maldek. Fortunately for us, the Mother Earth, being a compassionate, advanced goddess, allowed these remnants of atomic mutation to eventually reincarnate upon her body. After millions of years, the civilization of Lemuria did rise and fall under the Great Flood. It's been known scientifically that the Earth has tilted on her axis twice, and that happened after the atomic destruction of Lemuria. Lemuria went under, and then the same again with Atlantis. And so we stand on a crossroads today. We can go into regression and start another atomic war, but the difference this time is that we will not be allowed to reincarnate if we do start an atomic holocaust. We will probably be taken to another younger planet in this solar system, which was revealed by Dr. King in the 50s, and the scientists laughed at him. And in the 60s and 70s, they said, oh yeah, there's a possibility of this planet on the other side of the solar system. So we stand on a crossroads now where the Mother Earth is raising her vibrations, matter is being spiritually elevated, and either we change on a spiritual level, or we will not be allowed to stay on this planet. And only those who can keep the vibrations, their spiritual vibrations, on this high level will be allowed to stay and enjoy. This is the message of hope. Enjoy a new dawn of a new age, which is soon to, to become in the next few centuries on planet Earth. I've had speakers come on the show and talk about how some of us will reincarnate onto other worlds because that's 
going to be the best possible outcome for us. But this is the first time I've heard someone say Mother Earth is actually making the decision to not only raise her vibe, but basically expel those that do not raise their vibe. Am I right? She's not expelling anybody. She was told by IOS forces. And on July the 8th, 1964, she received a tremendous initiation where tremendous spiritual energies were sent into her. And she's holding these energies at bay. So she's kind of been ordered by the higher cosmic hierarchy to rise in the heavens. She's been holding back her evolution just to keep this crazy micro called man on her body for the last 18 million years. But there comes an end to the suffering of any entity, even if it's a humanoid or a planet like Mother Earth. And so she is actually not shaking anybody off her back. It's up to us if we're going to enjoy this new millennium, is to conform to the higher vibrations. And in mercy, those who can't, the warmongers and the murderers and the polluters, will be taken to this other planet to start the reincarnation cycle and the bloody history that they created. A lot of these changes, like the ice caps melting and the ionosphere coming down, is a small part of carbon emissions. A lot of it is actually to do to this great change that's occurring now on planet Earth. In our last talk, we talked about cosmic masters, cosmic beings, and how they are connected with these ancient civilizations. How is Maldek related to, if at all, to races or entities like the Arcturians or the Syrians or several other types of these beings? Is there a relation or are they completely different? I think a lot of people are being deluded by having these contacts with Palladians and Arcturians. I think there's part of our memory that remembers us as space travelers, remembers us as advanced beings. The beings that contacted Dr. King were actually from this solar system. He mentioned that all the planets in this solar system are inhabited on higher dimensions by these civilizations. They actually physically saw the destruction of Maldek and they saw the destruction of Lemuria. They've been monitoring us for millions of years and they saw the destruction of Atlantis. Now they come with this warning again that we've opened up the Pandora's box and we're ready to destroy ourselves again. They've warned us in these critical times to cooperate with the divine laws, send out healing, send out power and change the world through the release of energy of love instead of this destructive mode. We're known as a very savage, primitive, warlike race, and they're trying as much as possible to save us from our own destruction. But they can only advise at this time. They can't openly come and save us. It's up to us because we created our own history. They karmically cannot intervene. The only intervention that they can do is beam spiritual energy through us for us to radiate out. That's the only solution that's going to fix the problem that we're in right now is a spiritual release of power to transmute the hate and all the terrible things that are occurring right now. What about those of us who consciously want to raise our vibration? When we finally die here, and we all will on Earth, does that mean we're probably going to come back here? Or could it be possible that we're going to reincarnate on other worlds? 
I don't know about other worlds, but I will say another world. I don't think there will be different worlds. I mean, Dr. King mentioned in the Nine Freedoms and the Cosmic Masters have also mentioned that we're only here on Earth for one reason. That's to raise our consciousness to the point where we can raise the mystical power of Kundalini and go into these deep states of cosmic consciousness and eventually ascension where we can eventually evolve and go on to higher dimensions and higher planets. That's our heritage. What's occurring right now is not our heritage, it's just something that we've created. We can't blame God or any divine being for that. It's our own mess. And so the cosmic beings have said that there is a planet in this solar system. It's on the other side of the sun from where the earth is, so it's not visible. But based on their calculations of the gravity pull exerted by Neptune and Uranus that this planet is there, they say it's about 10 times the size of this Earth. And the cosmic beings have said that that is the planet that those who won't be able to survive these high vibrations will be reincarnated upon this planet. That planet almost sounds like an Australia of sorts where it's like you're rounding up of a near-do-wells and kind of dropping them off and saying, off you go. Is it something like that? or I don't think karma punishes. I think karma teaches. This will be in mercy because they won't be able to withstand the spiritual vibrations of Mother Earth. Only those who can will be allowed to stay. I don't think they will judge any particular race or religion or humanoid. They will just judge based on positive or negative. So if you have that positive vibration and align yourself with the higher vibrations of Mother Earth, you'll be allowed to stay. It's not a punishment. It's not Australia. It's just an aspect of divine law, I guess. It sounds like they're being held back a grade because they need to learn. And you're right. I think it is only fair. Another question I've had, this has been coming up a lot a lot of people that have been on the show and they remember past lives in Atlantis, like the woman I just described, as well as Lemuria, they are telling me that many people that are alive today had past lives in one of them or both places. Why do you suppose that is? Does that have something to do with ascension or something that the planet needs? All of us were on Maldek. All of us were on Lemuria. Nobody wasn't. All of us were in Atlantis. I've never heard that before. Yeah, so there wasn't any particular special person that was in Atlantis. The whole human race, from the Aborigines to the Eskimos to the African tribes to the Russians, any aspect of the mankind, we were all part of these three civilizations. So a lot of people are, are having past life experiences and they recall being in advanced states. So they confuse them with being connected to other planets outside of the galaxy or Palladians or Arturians. But really all they're just remembering is that civilization of Maldek, Lemuria and Atlantis. We need to focus on what's happening in our solar system. There's this vague, silly theory that the cosmic beings are suddenly going to come and rescue us. They're not going to rescue us. They didn't rescue us when we blew up Maldek or when we destroyed Lemuria or Atlantis because we did it ourselves. They're not in the position to come and rescue us. But if we look up to them and cooperate with them on a spiritual level, they can in many ways intervene and help us. 
but we have to make them move first. It's basically on us. Okay. Because I have heard some of these cosmic beings, they're not going to intercede on our behalf until the situation becomes so dire that the preservation of the planet is in question. But you're saying that's not true. They won't intervene in mankind's wars. And I agree with them that if they try to harm Mother Earth, then they will intervene on behalf of Mother Earth because the cosmic hierarchy have said that only one planet in this solar system was allowed to be destroyed, but the Mother Earth herself will not be allowed to be destroyed by mankind. If it means destroying the whole of civilization to save Mother Earth, they may have to do that. She's more important, millions of times more than the whole of mankind combined because of her evolutionary status. These are the, some of the stark realities and not the wishful, nice, condensing theories that people have put forward. They've said it's, it's going to be hard work to change the situation on this planet. And the hard work is rolling up our spiritual sleeves and sending out the power and being of service to each other. That's not a popular motive these days because everybody's into their own thing. Let's talk about disclosure. I know that's a bit of a thorny topic, but what are your thoughts on that? In regards to... Why is it happening? Why hasn't it happened before? Why is it slowly starting to be revealed now? Is there an agenda that we need to know about? It seems to be very murky at the very least. There's so much misinformation that's going around. So it's very important for people to use their intuition so they can figure out the truth from the untruth. I would follow somebody who spent many, many years in strict yoga discipline, strict mental discipline, like my master did for 10 years practicing yoga. It was then he was contacted. The only way that these beings could contact him was when he raised his vibrations to higher psychic centers like the heart center. So I would trust a person like that than somebody who just has vague recollections of a past life or vague dreams and has not been trained the way a yogi master is trained. The true, the disclosure now, because there's an urgency, things are changing rapidly, but mankind is not listening. We're on the brink of maybe another third world war with this Ukrainian rubbish that's going on right now that that could escalate. The disclosures were given, I believe, through my yogi master in such a way as to warn mankind to say, look, you've been through this before, you need to stop this and start sending out power, start sending out healing and love and raise the vibrations of this planet. We know what's going to happen if you don't. What did Dr. Ken think about what our future actually holds? Well, it's a glorious future. He went into deep meditation and he, and he saw the future. He saw this, if we hang around, there will be a world in the future that will have no borders. There will be no economic system, no monetary system, no races, just one race. And it's going to be total utopia. It's just going to be a beautiful, beautiful place to live. So that's our heritage. Uh, that's coming up. So every man, woman, and child is going to be given the opportunity to be part of this race. The decision has to be made now. We've been told that conditions will be so good that they'll be beyond our even wildest imaginations. That's how beautiful the conditions will be. doesn't seem right now based on the horrible things we're seeing in the media all the time, but, but there is nothing, there's no force, no military, no economic force 
that's going to stop this great change from occurring. If you had to guess when this would take place. Well, it'll probably be in our lifetime because we'll be reincarnated on and off this planet. Dr. King didn't give a specific. He did mention that in the future there will be a cosmic being that will land openly and declare himself and warn mankind. So that that's actually going to happen. The Bible and the other religions talk about Messiah coming. Dr. King said he will openly land in a spacecraft and demonstrate his spiritual powers and his might and warn mankind. And after that, if people don't listen to this person, they won't physically be taken to this other planet, but after they pass on, they will be taken from the other realms to this other planet. I believe it could be maybe a thousand years. I don't know. It's hard to say. I can't see that happening anytime no. really soon. So this other planet, does it have a name? It hasn't been given a name. I know the scientists call it Planet X. There was no name given to it by the cosmic beings. Do you suppose it's going to be even more primitive than Earth is? Dr. King mentioned that the people may regress again like they did after Maldek. Their intelligence may actually regress further to maybe again like the caveman status. And he said it is a primitive world with volcanoes and and stuff. So we may have to regress to prehistoric times again and make our way up. So we won't be just evolving in the same evolutionary state as we are now. That's actually pretty frightening because if you think about it, the people that are not so good, that have, I suppose, very low vibrations, they stand a pretty good chance to reincarnate on such a planet. Is that true? Yeah, but they'll be reincarnated with their intelligence really, really regressed and it may take them thousands of years to regain that intelligence. That's what happened to us after Maldek, Lemuria, and Atlantis. Our intelligence was reduced tremendously. So again, they may reincarnate as a very primitive, primitive race. We've only ourselves to blame if we do go to that other planet because we didn't listen to the promptings of our higher selves. But what about those of us that are making a conscious effort to raise our vibration and get evolve into a higher state? Those of us who are doing that will probably more than likely stay on this planet. I think that gives a lot of us incentive to do so. What else can we learn from Dr. King's teaching? The essence, the main message that he came forward with is that we're in the age of Aquarius. It's the age of service. It's the realization that we are one race, that we are our brother's keeper, whether we like it or not, and we're responsible for the whole race. We're all metaphysically connected. We're just different races, cultures, religions, and sexes for different experiences as we reincarnate on and off this planet. But we're all interconnected. We're one, and we have to help. In these days, we can't stand back, go into the wilderness and evolve. We have to be part of civilization. We can't evolve unless we help others evolve. That was his main message of raising the vibrations, not only for ourselves, but for everybody on this planet. Excellent. Any other parting advice that you want to tell our listeners? I think we owe it to the younger generation coming. I think it's our moral and spiritual duty to elevate ourselves so that the generations to come will look at us as being pioneers as opposed to being self-centered and only thinking about ourselves. I like that. Good. 
Waji, thanks again for coming back on the show. As always, very, very good content. How can our listeners find out more about you online? They can just go to my website, which is wajidauthor.com, W-A-J-I-D-A-U-T-H-O-R.com. Excellent. I will put that in the show notes and the transcript. You've been listening to Closer to Venus. I'm Johnny Burke. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing. For more info, please go to closertovenus.com. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.